Well, I mean, I guess we go see Mo now. I think we sort of finished off this scenario. You guys all look a little sleepy. Especially you, kind. Do you want me to carry you? I am. Um, <laughs> I will be fine. Are you sure? Where is the sun in the as sky? As long as I don't get like a splinter or something, I think <laughs> that that would be the end of it. Um, Hawktooth, it's nighttime. Hawk says, "We should, we should rest for a little bit. I'm okay right now, and I think Spadefoot is okay." Well, I mean, I could benefit from a rest. I'm sure you could too. I don't sleep, so all you guys can sleep the whole night. Full eight hours, no Alzheimer's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just had to bring that up. Had yes, to bring I it did. up in here. Mordred kind of like walks over to Kind and um, puts his hand on your chest and is going to oh. use his last blessed die to give you some healing. So five points. Yeah. Okay, I can go now forever. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have any other paladins? <laughs> I mean, I could try to be a paladin. Uh, mm, I'm supposed to protect you. <laughs> Let us find the sail. <laughs> I would like a rest. How about we get away from a dead dragon and a dead quizlet, and uh, we can, like, you know, camp out under a tree or something? Yeah, that sounds good. That's, you know... Can somebody pass me a uh, uh, rule book? Why? Because I need to do a rules check real quick. Because I have some things that might help us. Um, well, thanks for, you know, getting me this far. I'm pretty sure we're almost to Mo. I don't know if he's going to be fast or slow or angry or sleepy or something. So I appreciate your effort. We, we, we will find out. It would be terrible if we came all of this way and uh, he said no. Um, I don't think he'll say no. And if he does, I can just, you know, keep spinning that clock back, and maybe, you know, one of the times we'll get a yes. <laughs> mm, good plan. Hawk says, well, we don't need to just sleep under a tree. Uh, that Give me a minute. And he just starts working. Like, or I, I would say, like, just in the tree line, right? He just starts working. Takes him about ten minutes, and he fashions a... Like a little lean-to nice. that we can all get under. And that is his skill, Woodsmith. Fun! That did take two stamina. Okay. Um, but uh, we are protected from the threats of the wilderness for one rest. Nice. Oh, nice! That's cool. We are, we are safe here. Hell yeah. Is and that like, even if, so like, say we didn't kill this dragon, like, would it protect us from the dragon? Is that what the skill is? Uh, I don't, I don't know if it would protect us from like a super clear and present, like big enemy like that, but mm-hmm. like from just the threats of the wilderness, like wild animals or like snow and shit like that. Yeah. Okay. That's Bandits, cool. I would assume Bane also needles. were somewhat protected from. Cool. And, uh, then he's going to use two more stamina and continue working. But what he's doing this time is he's using uh forager. So he's, he's gathering up some food. He's just gathering up mushrooms and edible plants and, you know, that takes him about 10 minutes. And then he just sets, like, a bunch of mushrooms and plants down in front of everybody and he goes, eat. Well, thanks. Let me double check that, too, because you guys get something from that. So, like, what's your favorite color? 
You talking to Hawk? I'm talking to all y'all. You know, just for fun. What's, you know, your favorite color? I like gold. Hmm. Okay. That's pretty It's cool. kind of like a yellow, but it's shiny. Yeah. I like green because it grows on things after they've passed. <laughs> uh huh. All right. I, uh, thought, I thought it would be brown like mushrooms. Mm. <laughs> mm, sometimes. Right. Sometimes. What do you have That's to fair. add? Hawk, Hawk points at his poncho and he says, I like them all. <laughs> so Remember wholesome. his poncho's rainbow? Well, yeah. So wholesome. Uh, by the way, you guys all get 1d4 stamina. Oh, oh cool. Okay. Thanks, you want to roll that for me? Well, I got one stamina back. I, Justin got four. Yay. This is just in case something happens while we're sleeping. Yeah. Um, like a bear. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even like a fancy bear. It's just a bear. Well, I can keep watch. You guys can all sleep. You don't sleep at all? No. You get anything just sitting there? Is it like a... Well, I guess technically it's a meditation, but normally I just braid my hair. Okay. That, yeah, that makes sense. Sometimes it makes my beard grow. Hmm. I don't know. Listen, I don't know how the world works still. <laughs> Do any of us really? I mean, in theory, yes. You know how the sun rises and sets and how much time is in a day. Yeah, but why? Why do any of that? Hmm. I think I'm feeling agitation for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. This is what it feels like. Everybody wow. think they know. Everybody think they know how everything works, but you just know what you see, you know? I suppose. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you say that's true for you? Yes, but I know technically it's wrong because it's not how things work here, but it is how things work somewhere else. I am so glad that this is not like a month-long expedition. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's only been, what, less than 24 hours, right? Yeah? Yes? Yes. We did start this morning. Okay. Well, it's a long day. Yes. Is that how long days normally are? Not sometimes as long as this. This is very long. (laughs) So tell me the story of your boy. (laughs) Like the first story. Right now. Now that we have a second. Listen, I don't know if you're going to die tomorrow or something like that. So I'd really like it if I, you know, he's traveled with us this whole time and he's just kind of stood there and uh, flailed around. So I just, you know, what's going on with him? Just tell me. Just. You don't have to elaborate on, like, anything. Just, you know, I don't need his address or anything. Just, just something fun. Where I'm from, people don't like fawns at all. They're That's hunted sad. and killed. I don't remember where I'm really from, but I remember waking up in that town. And a family took me in and took care of me. Treated me like I was good and not a monster. And I don't understand everything about humans, but they started fighting in the village. And I was gone one day with the boy, and we came back from playing in the woods. And the parents had been hung, so I took their bodies off the beam. So then I took them, we carried them out to the outskirts, I put them in the dirt. And as I was burying the mother, she still had some life. She whispered to bring him back if he ever passed. And then we ran. And we ran for what seemed like forever. But I'd never taken care of anything before. And he was much younger. And he got colder. 
and colder. I don't get cold like that. And he fell in the woods. I tried to wrap him. I tried to keep him warm, but he didn't breathe. He stopped talking. He never woke back up. So then that night, I saw it with no moon, dark, pale arms, four of them, the gardener's arms, came up from the black soil and held him and healed him and kept him alive, gave him another chance. That's when I met and knew Mutok. But things changed in the world and we kept running. Years went by. It seemed like I could never get him back to his family. He was still dying. It was just bought time, a favor. I didn't know if there was more I was supposed to do. All I know is he's dying again. I'm just trying to get him back home to lay with his parents because they were so kind to me, unlike most humans. So that's the boy. Well, I think you should probably take him home when you can after this. And then if, I don't know, you know, in the Feywild, there's uh, a ton of fawns and you're definitely not hunted. Um, you can go there. Are they all soft and white like you? Mm, no. Good. It's unsettling. Oh, eh, well, sorry. Um, it's okay. No, a lot of them are like pink. Some of them are purple. <laughs> some of them, some of them are green, and then some of them are um, yellow. Um, yeah, they're all different colors. I work for the gardener now, so I'll probably stay here. But if that's what the gardener wants me to do, that's where I'll go. Something you'd at least want to visit. That's kind of you. Thank you. I'm going to braid his hair. Okay. Feels right. Whose hair? Your hair. <laughs> you <laughs> that you face. literally cannot stop me. You're supposed to protect me? Oh, no. You can't do Mordred shit. Mordred has this wave of humiliation wash over his face. He's like, eyes are, cr- he's like about to cry. It's like, I guess this is normal. <laughs> well, no, it's not normal. It's something I do. Okay. If you want know. some help taking the boy back, I could go with you after this. They could both help you. I'm sure Kind would love to kill more things. Unless you don't. Unless you want to take a nap. That's really fine. I will sleep tonight, and I will sleep tomorrow night, and the night after. Um, but I will I will find what is best for me. I like that about you, Kind. That's up to you. But there's plenty of killing along the way in gold. I do not necessarily relish any killing. It's just... It brings me my next meal. Right. Out here, you know, above above the ground. Uh, people do not look at goblins well, but goblins do not look at each other very well either. Mm. So I, I thought that. that, you know, I could come out here and make something different. And it is different. You know, there is, there is abundant food and uh, quiet places to sleep that are not cold. And I like it. Sometimes I manage to find someone that... You know, does not scream, be like, oh, it's, it's, it's bad person. When, uh, I go in and I try to trade for things and they always, they always cheat me, but, you know, <laughs> I still, still make my money. And as long as I can do that, I be happy to wander wherever. Hmm. You guys are all kind of, uh, fucking weird, huh? <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, I guess we're, you know, me included, but, uh, this is like a whole other level of, I think that's a great plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, you well, I mean, you you got some, you got something to add on to anything uh, strange, or maybe perhaps a revealing secret about your past you'd like to. 
talent in the group? I'm much more boring than any of you. <laughs> I just walk. I walk and I watch and I listen. And I take the story and I, I hold it until I can tell it to somebody. Yeah, but what's your own story? My story is stories. Mm. Mm. You, just haven't, you just haven't made it yet. It's fine. This is what I like. I like stories. I like seeing what happens. I like following it. And then I go home and I tell my stories. He's, guys- he's holding his mask in his hands right now. He's like eating and holding his mask. And he taps the boar on the mask. He says, what you know about Moragak? I mean, nothing. I guess, you know, you pointed at the boar and insinuates that he is a boar, but I mean, uh, I mean, I got the same spiel as you guys. He, he walks, he's tall, he's grumpy. <laughs> I've never met him, but I've, I've heard some stories. And uh, he, all those things are true from what I've heard. He walks and he's tall and he's grumpy. He's not a boar, though. At least I don't think so. But he moves like one. He never stops. He just keeps moving. On that note, you guys should get some sleep. And I'm going to plant some acorns. That's a good idea. I will be back. I have something I must do. And he gets up and scurries away. And then he's gone forever. We never see him. (laughs) He gets eaten in the middle of the night. Went out for a pack of cigarettes. And never came back. (sighs) Yup. Okay. You guys are sleeping, Spadefoot's watching. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. watching. Hawktooth, what are you doing? He just goes and finds her head. Mm. Okay. You and find Quizlet's head. Ugh, so sad. Gross. He uh, picks it up rather gingerly, closes her eyes, because I assume they would be open. Yeah. And uh, then he just buries, makes a little grave okay. uh, right next to the little pond. Like, not close enough where it's going to get washed in, but yeah. um, I don't know what he marks it with. Actually, yes, I do. He uh, he walks over to Zuzu. Mm, okay. And I'm going to use a skill here. Harvester. Okay. And I'm going to make a sword mm. out of uh, the scales and the body of Zuzu. Okay. Interesting. And he makes this sword. You know, it's it's okay. It's serviceable. He's he's more about function than he is style. Yeah. And uh, he just takes it over to where he buried her, and he just shoves it into the ground, blade first. Okay. Leaves it as a marker, and he says, uh, "I will tell this story." And then he just goes back, comes, shows back up, sits down. He says, "I'm beat. I'm tired." We should go to sleep. Okay. And he lays down. Pass out. There you go. Good night. See you tomorrow. He lays down all all six foot seven of them. Thud. I'm yep. gonna put an acorn in his hair when he's asleep. Okay. So you can have good. that grow later. Where exactly? Because he is just entirely enveloped in fur. This is true. He's um, all here. I don't know. I'm gonna mat like a strand of hair beside his face around it. I'm just gonna tie it in tiny little knots. It's very. Okay. F- listen, listen, listen. The Fae out there get it, okay? They get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my if fae, you're listening, my Fae listeners, <laughs> I, yeah. you get it. They get it. They know. All right. Night passes quietly. The lavender glow of the full moon outside. 
you watch it in an arc through a little window that Hawktooth made um, pass over their their sleeping forms. And before you know it, the first trickles of dawn light are seeping into the clay wood. Night is uneventful. At some point or another, you hear something heavy walking the length of your hobble that Hawktooth has made. You hear it kind of creeping around Spadefoot, something very heavy, but it's very, very soft in its in its footsteps, despite the weight. Oh, uh, can I take a peep? You peek outside, <laughs> and there's nothing. Fuck! It's just dark. <laughs> uh, I'll just keep looking out the window, then. Okay. You watch the dawn come, and you Damn. all awaken into a bright morning. Hey, good morning. Sunshine. Hello. <laughs> I am still sore. We look like you, you look better though. And uh, I, I did get my eight hours. So good. Uh, Less black on the brain. I feel like my bones pop a little bit easier now. You don't know. <laughs> well, maybe the bones pop in places they are not supposed to, but it doesn't hurt so bad. <laughs> well. Let's uh, eat some breakfast, and then let's go talk to a grouchy boar. Also, there was something <laughs> walking around last night, but I couldn't find it because, you know, my eyes aren't great in the dark, so. Can I go check for tracks? Yeah. Uh, do you need to roll anything? I would assume so. Um, I don't think I specifically have anything that helps with this, so okay. I think I would just roll. Yeah, probably wit, right? Yeah, roll wit. Yeah, because I don't think forager, that helps with, like, finding foliage and food. Mm, no. Yeah. So this is this is tracking a beast of some sort. Yeah. Yeah, we'll use this die. Oh, Nat 20. Okay. You actually find two sets of tracks. They seem to have come from the general direction of the clay temple. One of them is small and like booted, like uh like pointed boots. Um mm. and they seem to be trailing whatever the heavier thing is. The heavier thing is bare feet no the left toe the left pinky toe of the left foot is missing and the feet are probably about the size of your face pretty big very big the impressions are very deep and there's a soft splattering of clay in the outline he knows you're here oh that looks like a guy there it is i was about to say this this feels like martial stuff doesn't it yeah yeah and hawk would be able to make that connection too he just kind of says, he says that out loud, like, I think he's expecting us. Or at least you. Well, I guess let's not keep him waiting. Let's go find him. Okay. Okay. Should we wait? Should we follow the tracks or should we go towards the temple? Walked away from the temple, you said? The tracks go back to the temple. Oh, okay. okay. We yeah, should yeah. follow the tracks anyway. Okay. You, uh, I think. get because, together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And go around your hovel three times. <laughs> and then go towards the the temple of clay on the horizon. Cool. Cute. Well, he took a little stroll, huh? Slow Benny Hill theme. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get right on it. <laughs> As you make your way past the pond where your enemy was felled and over a hill, it takes you about 30 minutes to sludge your way through this, um, this territory, which kind of becomes... More of a, a clay marsh as you go. As you reach the bottom of this little mini valley, there's an island of clay 
that's surrounded by a rough circlet of water. And on the islet is a sort of half-leaning old iron and stone building that is mostly covered in clay and chunks of big bark. You see resting on like stone pylons, more like boulders, but they've been carved a bit. On either side of the the ajar door are um, two figures. One is a very tiny, thin orc with like soft lime green skin. She kind of has a bob cut. She's wearing like brown rags and her arms from the forearms down to the tips of her fingers are covered in the clay that's hardened uh, and just sort of like gauntlets. The other is a loose and lanky crooked figure wearing a kind of like sly looking canine mask. And he's kind of resting his arms on a, an ornate silvery bow. This is the, the coyote that you saw before. They don't seem to acknowledge you, but they're, they're looking at you. They just don't say anything. The coyote kind of motions to the door with very little effort. Does he look like a marshal? Like, is he, does he have a mask like a marshal or is that his face? He, it's, <laughs> it's hard to tell. So you would imagine he is a marshal from the, from the neck up, the, the sort of gray and brown fur starts into what looks like a decaying coyote head. You don't see any human or person-like eyes underneath this. It's sort of like a, a black gloss, like little little black marbles inside. So fucking cool. Oh, thank you for uh, helping us out with the dragon yesterday. Wow. Great. <laughs> Conversationalist. Cool. All right. I'm going to go fucking knock on the door. Okay. You knock on the jar door. Boom, boom, boom. You can hear like a dull echo go through the temple. There's no response. All right, I'll open the door. You open the door. Um, you see equivocally a normal temple setup. There's six sets of pews, three on either side, that are definitely not used. Kind of like, kind of like scattered there, as if somebody just kind of chucked them in. They're haphazard. And then a set of stone steps that go up to a very big iron cauldron that's bubbling and letting off soft green fumes. There's two doors to the left and right that seem to go up into the steeple. Um, A number of rugs and furs hang on the floor and over the pews, as well as a number of hanging talismans from the ceiling beams, where you can also see like chains, wooden weaponry, herbs that are drying, and other smaller cauldrons. The whole place has been dappled in clay as if a massive hand has flicked a goblet into this room and standing at the cauldron sort of pacing around with a big wooden spoon larger than any weapon you you have in your party is this thing this person that's like a tree their skin is like a dull teal where you can see it most of him is covered in the clay some wet some twisted some dry in patches um, as if he's wearing a suit of armor of it Um, but from the knee down his legs are bare you can see a number of faded tattoos there at least you think they're tattoos they could be magical markings of some kind and facing away from you is a mask not unlike the the coyotes but mostly made out of the clay itself as well as chunks of like 
dark skin and he turns over his shoulder and you can see bits of a, a black beard kind of poking out underneath the snout of this wrinkled, strong looking boar face. Most notably, the tusk of what you can only deem as a 10 foot tall orc um, <laughs> protrude from the mask and form the, the tusk of the boar. That's um, fucking sick. His face is integrated into it. One of the tusks looks different than the others. You can't quite place it. It could have been broken at some point or replaced with a metal one, but it's hard to tell under the, the sort of swirling boar face of clay. Um, he grunts at you and continues to stir this massive cauldron filled with some sort of soup or possibly clay itself or maybe even a mixture. Clay soup? Hey, uh, that's him. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Really doing me solid there. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hop up to Mo. God damn you! (laughs) (laughs) Tell me that's not exactly what I should have said there. You fucking know it is. Sorry, I just have to crack my whole spine now. (laughs) Okay, you hop up the stone steps. He kind of looks down at you, at his side. He's continuing to stir it. He's just like looking at you. See. Giant eyes underneath the the, the boar uh, mask. I like your eyes; they're really pretty. I'm gonna hand him a fey wild acorn. <laughs> okay, he's continuing to stir this. Um, you see his other arm kind of reach under the elbow, a stirring, and he and he places the acorn in his, in his massive paw. <laughs> he kind of dumps it into the stew. Mm, good call. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna sit there and watch him stir the stew. <laughs> okay, you do that. He continues to stir the stew. At one point, he, probably about 20 minutes in, kind of takes a side step to the left of the cauldron, separating you from, from himself using the, <laughs> the iron cauldron. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fair. Um, so I do have a question for you. Sorry, I got kind of lost in you stirring the soup there for a minute. Mm-hmm, okay. Um, so I was told to find you. So now I've found you, and I guess this is what we're going to do. He continues to stir. Cool. I'm just, I mean, I'm. He steps over your body pretty effortlessly um, and (laughs) kind of like jaunts down the stairs, which shakes the whole of the temple. You can feel all of your body's rumbling um, and kind of looks up to where one of the threads are hanging from the beams. And he puts his big left hand onto the jowls of the boar as if in thought, looking at the, the herbs. What kind of herbs are there? Um, there's a number. There's an assortment of typical lavender herbs. Um, I'm going to point to one with purple flowers. Kind of looks over at you. As if he could tell that you're pointing despite not facing. No. His voice rumbles in your chest. I'll point to something with red flowers. No. <laughs> you can see the 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 omission of his rejection of your suggestion shakes the bowels, uh, shakes the, the under uh, side of the, the mask, the jowls of the boar mask. Well, uh, you just keep doing what you're doing then. You know, you know best. So, uh, but those red flowers are really pretty. He takes a big chunk of the red flowers. Yeah. Steps over you again and dumps them in the stew. <laughs> he looks down at you. What? I mean, 
I think you're supposed to help me, like, ground myself in this world? I don't know, I get real sick. I'm not from here. You seem like a less words the better type guy. So you just let me know what I need to do. He kind of puts some thought into this. You can tell he's thinking as he meditates on the stew. After a while, it seems to begin to simmer and the cinders underneath it begin to glow and not spark fire anymore. And then he points at it. Drink. Like from a ladle or my hands? What's going to be best here? Drink it. Oh, oh God, is it fucking hot? Yeah, it's really hot. It's really fucking hot. Uh, it's like a, I mean, is there like an extra ladle or something around here? No, it's just a big, big ladle. That's what I fucking thought. God damn it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get some clay off the ground and mold it into a little cup and dip it in. Okay. Mmm. <laughs> 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 He seems really interested in this. Um, well, I'm an interesting fellow. I'm not going to lie. Do you drink the stew? Yeah. Sure. Why the fuck not? Okay. Taste it. Um, it doesn't seem to have much of a taste besides sort of being kind of earthy. Dirt. Yeah. But you feel it like warm your belly and you feel it warm your chest and slowly you start to feel a little better. Wow. It's sort of like hand wine. And very suddenly... <laughs> You want to help? You want to help? I would like to. Why? I don't know. I think it's just sort of what I'm supposed to do. It just feels right. That's not good enough. Well, I guess it's not good enough then. I mean, I'd like to help people. I'd like to see people not die. That sucks. Is that enough? Do I need something else? You want to save lives? It wasn't my original intention, but I think it is. Now. I cannot stop you from helping, but I cannot enable you to help if you don't give me the reason why. He kind of leans down to your level. It's this like low squat, like he's arcing back a bow for a shot, like he's hunting. He kind of looks in your eyes. You're met with this massive boar face. You have to know. I tried to help a friend once and I didn't do very good, so I want a second chance at it. You're doing this for yourself? I'd say 50% for me and 50% for, I don't know, these guys here. Hot waves. 75% for them. Drink more. All right. Well, dip my little cute cup in there. Take another little sip. (laughs) Okay. Take another sip. It's that same earthy smell and taste. More. Okay. I mean, I'm going to keep sipping it. I'm also going to keep dripping it. Keep at it. Drinking it. Yeah. I'm going to walk around. To help, you can't be sick. Is this making me feel better? It is making you feel better. You start to feel more in tune with yourself, I suppose. Less in tune with the world around you. But Hmm. you don't feel weak anymore. You don't feel nauseous. But you are starting to feel something else, like a woozy pressure building up in the back of your head. After you've drank a good amount, he says to... Lie down here. And he just kind of motions to the stone. Okay. I mean, that seems like a good place for a nap. Am I taking a nap or am I just laying down? You're lying down for now. Cool. I'll lay down. You lie down and he's kind of half foot on the pedestal, half down the stairs. And you can see him over you, like looking straight down at you with the boar head. He says, to be of this place is the choice you make. To be of it, you must know it. The first thing you see 
is that familiar white fog of the Fey Wilds. And the second is the blade that you had built alongside Lionel out of Fey, Fey Wood itself. Not any sort of forge because fire and creation and bending things to your will is not something that really is possible in the Fey Wild. This took a while to make. It was grown. The next thing you see is a flash of her corpse again in that hole. And then you start to feel yourself regressing back to when you first met Lionel. And you can hear his soft laugh reverberating around in the fog as the two of you train. Despite the despite the stakes, there were moments when Lionel was happy. And the next thing you see is something that you don't remember. Mm. A series of flashes. You see a white mountain and you see a tall, spiring black castle on some salty seashore and a field of tidal pools. And then on a small scale, you see undulating violet urchins in the tides and centipedes writhing around in black grass and the slamming of harsh, dark waves against that shore. And then a feeling of being small underneath a massive, glistening, black-wooded tree, chirping of cicadas, a white figure on a hill. And the flashes don't stop, and it keeps going, and you realize what you're watching is Yaddle. And you realize what you're being is Yaddle and Lavinlin. And then you and then you feel your hooves kind of sink down into cold, dark earth and then washed away by a quick stream and then reforged and sturdy as a mountain. And then you are the mountain. And then there's this sort of metallic taste in your mouth and you feel you feel a, a knife breach your gut and you look up to see a dark alley and thieves running away. And you look at your hands, elf hands, and... Then you feel your hands reach up and pull off a crown, and you're realizing now you're starting to feel and see and be Lavinland's people. Mm. And then there's just gray static. And when you wake up, it's been four days, and you find yourself encased in a shell of the Omker clay. You find yourself wrapped in a cocoon of hard green, and you feel it cracking under your movement and you see little spindles of bright daylight poking through and then you see Moragok and you see Hawktooth and Kind and Mordred and the boy the coyote and the orc are nowhere to be found you feel you feel like you're in pain but it's the same kind of pain from a long walk like a a good sort of pain a pain of progress. Rest, and then we do it again. Man, I sure have a habit of blacking out, huh? Is that how Lavinland works? You made a choice. I did. To black out continuously. You are starting to grow a fundamental understanding of feelings. Cool. What are the three of you doing, and what have you been doing for the past four days? Hawk would absolutely try to, like talk to the coyote and the orc mm. at some point. Okay. 
what are you guys talking about? They're outside on the the still. We'll take a step back. Um, yeah, I was picturing like after Spadefoot goes to sleep, Hawk's like, I think it'd be all right. <laughs> he looks fine. He looks fine. I I mean, it's it's Mo. It'll be all right. He uh, he goes outside and he just says, "Hello, hello," says the orc. Oh, sorry. He doesn't talk much. I doubt you'll get anything out of him. What's your name? They call me Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Oh, Where are you from, Ezekiel? I was born and raised here around the temple. How old does Ezekiel look? Probably just hitting 20, I'd say. Okay, pretty young. Yeah. Um, Where are you from? I'm from uh, the Chirping Village. Hmm. You ever been there? Yes, I know of your folk. I've never been there myself, though. Yeah, I haven't been back in a while, but probably about time to head back soon. But, you know, there's things to do. There are, but you may consider going back sooner rather than later. The process that your friend is undergoing is quite a long one. He's only the second one to have done it here. Who was the first? Some wayward fawn who wanted the same, I think. Hmm. For different reasons. I doubt his motivation had to do with fighting a war. He just made the choice of Lavinland over the Feywild, if you can consider them two separate things. I'm not sure I do, but... I think it it all kind of bleeds together, you know? It does. Many postulate um, in their high towers, surrounded by their books with very little experience of their own, that the Feywild is some separate place, that there's some sort of border. It's not the case. You just have to know how to get there, right? Like, it's not really a separate place. There's just there's things in the way. I think if it was a completely separate place, you know, we wouldn't see so much from it all the time. Like, we got... Spadefoot here? We got that other fawn that you're talking about? Yes. Yes. I've seen other fawns out in the woods, too, that were from the from the Feywild somehow just fell in. Indeed. It's very difficult, though, being a native from either to understand that on an intimate level. That's really what your friend is struggling with, not the knowing of anger or pain that is so prevalent here in our place but really the understanding that there is but one place and that they are a denizen of the world, not a denizen of the other. I like that. I hope it works for him. He seems good at understanding things. Seems like a quick study. He's, he hasn't been here that long, and he figures things out pretty quick. That can often, like those folks in the tower, get in the way of becoming intimate with things. However, I think his process will be a success, but a painful one. Hmm. Hawk kind of just stands there for a second, looks out at the trees and stuff, and uh, says, you know, I've never been here. I think I'll go take a walk. And he just waves. Scuttles off. And he says, uh, nice to meet you, Ezekiel. Nice to meet you, Coyote Man. Woman? Coyote's like, <laughs> Oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> You're kind of spooky. And he walks off. Is anybody else wanting to have a scene here? I don't really need one. I would imagine, like, kind. <laughs> takes probably, like, the first week or so just to recover. Yeah. You know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And then after that, probably sticks around, but, like, slowly works his way out from the temple in, like, you know, a circular fashion, just, like, looking for things to do. Mm. Comes back every night, but just, like, further and further out. Mm. 
Mordred is probably just walking the grounds with the boy, telling him about things, mm. letting him see stuff. Yeah. I like that. That's probably about it. When you emerge the second time, Spadefoot, mm-hmm. there's no more pressure in your head. And you've come to realize that this whole time, the growth of your horns has been continuing continuing at a small scale. But now it's easier to notice when you come out of the clay cocoon a second time, you see a great mantle in the reflection of the pool outside. A great mantle of golden horns. Hell yeah. on your head now. In this quiet moment of reflection, you hear the heavy presence of Moragok come up behind you. Do you know who you are? Well, I had a name before Spadefoot, but I'm, I, I don't know. No, I don't. Not really, no. To have a present, and then to have a future, you must first know your past. The trick is not to let your past dictate your present and your future. It is the difference between innocence and experience. All right. Well, I'm going to think about my past. Did I have a name before this? I was kind of just bullshitting, but I figured he did have a name before this. I think his name is Spadefoot. Okay. Well, I think, yep, we're just going to go with Spadefoot. My name's Spadefoot. That's me. How are you doing? You have found a name in this place. Yep. That is the beginning of your identity of the present, yes. But still, you do not know your past. Look to the pool. All right, take a little seat and I'll look in that pool. You look at the pool. You've grown older. Oh, great. For the first time ever, you've noticed that you've grown older and your horns, now this big mantle here, and you start to see a sort of resemblance to somebody. You quickly begin to understand that you are the son of Jackalope. I had a suspicion. Okay, that's fun. I'd had thoughts about it too. Yeah. What does this mean to you? Well, it makes a lot of sense. I think he kind of laughs, actually. He's like, you know, actually, uh, I feel kind of dumb because it really does make a lot of sense. But I guess, you know, when you don't age for a thousand years, you can't really see the resemblance. Now you can begin to think about what you will do with this. Then he walks away. Hmm. Hell yeah, son of Jackalope. Okay. Well... I mean, like, <laughs> okay. You got, got not blood. Yeah. Yo, that means I'm hella magical. Yo. <laughs> Yo. Bruh. Um, damn. Uh. Doesn't E kind of have knock blood, too? Yeah. <laughs> I get to play around in that space. Hmm. I'm going to plant an acorn. And I'm going to make it grow. Okay. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to make it grow. You plant an acorn. Mm-hmm. And you sit down with it. And you want to make it grow? Mm-hmm. I'm going to take like a cup full of water from the pool and sort of pour it around it. I'll just sit there. You watch it grow. <laughs> Great. It simply does. Moragot comes and sits across from you and watches it grow too. Before nightfall, it becomes a sapling. And right when you see the first bits of green begin to butt up, 
he quickly takes out a knife and cuts it at the base, cuts it off, throws it on the ground, and just stares at you. Oh, that's going to make you keep growing. You do it again. Mm-hmm. The cycle keeps happening. It keeps getting a little further each time, and then he cuts it at the base again and again. It's been a few days now. Um, neither of you have slept. And finally, he lets it grow. It springs up into pink and green blossoms. And he says, There will be a time when your enemy grows tired. Mm. You want, you need to want it more than them. I can do that. I think I've already done that. Now you are learning about war. <sighs> and you are truly here. There is one more thing to do. Mm-hmm. We'll do it tomorrow. Okay. I'll wait. You wait here? Yeah. Okay. You wait here and keep making your tree grow mm-hmm. into the night. And by morning, it's a strong oak. Hell yeah. It's been a month and a half now here. Before we get to this last part, I want to check in with the three of you. I want to know who's left and if you haven't left at this point, what you've been up to for this whole month and a half. We kind of left off with Hawktooth walking into the woods on his own. Kind of interested either what happened that day or. I mean, I think like that day, what Hawk was doing with that walk is he's literally just taking a walk and seeing what he sees. Like if there was anything interesting or any, any ruins or, Mm. you know, he's just looking for cool stuff. Yeah. I think the woods around here are quiet. I think there's probably many walks like this that you have if you are staying and there aren't a whole lot of ruins. There are bases to towers and forts here, but for the most part, this wood is still and quiet. It reminds you of a time before the progression of Sunbeam. It reminds you of the time you've heard your your village tell of a quieter time when things were more in tune with one another. Here, the marshals are very strong. Mm. It's been a month and a half now. It's the morning or it's the day after your, your oak has grown to dwarf the temple. You walk in and things are quiet and still. Moragok is here and no one else is. A sort of strange darkness befalls the innards of the temple. And he hands to you a bowl, a rather simple bowl, made from the clay. It's been hardened. It's your size. And it's empty. He just stares down at you. Is there any of this uh, stew stuff that he's been making he made before? The stew has long been eaten by Okay, you. I would think so, but um, okay. I'll make him some stew. You make him some stew? Yeah. What I'll start you- the coals. Um, I'll get... Well, I, I mean, I don't know what the limitations of my power are here. What do you do? <laughs> but uh, I'm going to take that little pool... I'm going to just bring it in, put it in the cauldron. Oh, that's interesting. I, I'm seeing Spadefoot like holding, floating his hands like to like a goblet of, of the water, like almost floating through the air. It's it's clumsy, right? Like, I would think so. But you do just get trying. it into it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put that in there. I'll get, I'll go outside and get some of the clay from the other side of the tower, pop it in there, put purple flowers in it. He's just watching you, this massive figure that you're like ducking underneath his legs to, to bring these things into the temple. Um, and I'll add 
I don't know, some type of bright green plant he has and some type of pink flower on top of the purple and I'll just stir it. Okay. You stir it. For how long? A couple hours. A couple hours. It begins to bubble and broil. And then I'll set the little spoon aside. And with a big spoon. And um, I'll fill my cup, uh, my little bowl, and I'll give it to him. Takes the bowl gingerly in his left hand. He looks down at you. And then for the first time you see his neck, this massive, thick, muscled thing, as he leans the bowl back and drinks with the boar mask. And he gulps it down. And he looks down at you. And he says, You are ready. 